Hey there, fellow pen pusher. Today, I am continuing my author summer school series here on the podcast, and we'll be sharing how you can build an effective author website in 10 steps, whether you plan to build it yourself or hire a web designer. Already have a website? Wonderful. But you'll still want to follow along to the end, make sure you're not overlooking any key components, and to learn about the new free resource I have for you. If you want to publish with confidence, knowing which publishing method is best for your book, brand and bottom line, you'll want to snag this free guide. Welcome to Ink and Impact, the podcast for Christian writers who want to impact their readers. I'm your host, Daylene Bickle, and each week I'll help you keep a pulse on the publishing industry, showcase Christian authors and their books, and share ways you can improve your craft and magnify your message. Whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer, traditionally or indie published, established or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Landing pages help build your email list and social media is great for engaging with potential readers and industry professionals, but neither is a substitute for your author website. Your website is the main hub of your author business. It's the repository for everything related to your books, your brand, and your related content. So you have a book, showcase it on your website. Have a blog, host it on your website. Have a freebie, offer it from your website. Have a podcast or a YouTube channel, embed the episodes or videos on your website. Have a media kit place it on your website? Have you been featured as a speaker, um, podcast guest, contributing writer? Share it on your website. Win a book award? Celebrate it on your website. Have an engaged social media platform, one in particular? Embed the feed on your website. You see what I mean? Everything points back to your website. Without it, you're confusing your readers and followers by sending them to a myriad of different locations for each offer and announcement. Keep things simple. Constantly promote your website. You might be thinking, that's great, but what if I don't have a website yet? How do I create a website? That's what we're going to talk about right after this sponsor message. This episode is sponsored by the Inkwell Collective, my new membership community for Christian writers. Are you tired of writing alone? Do you wish you had another writer to bounce ideas off of? Would you like to gain access to regular live chats where you can ask your writing, publishing, marketing questions, and get real-time answers? Have you ever thought it would be nice to join a Christian writing group that also discusses faith issues and offers regular prayer. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then the Inkwell Collective is for you. The incredibly affordable membership of only $12.99 a month grants you access to weekly virtual co-writing sessions, a monthly Q&A craft chat, and 24-7 access to a wonderfully supportive and informative group of fellow Christian writers. Take a tour and sign up at subscribepage.com forward slash inkwell collective. 
All right, as we've established, websites are really important, critical even. But if you don't have a website, how do you create one? I'm going to share 10 steps that will help you build an effective author website, whether you're creating it yourself or hiring a website designer. Now, an important reminder before you dive into building it is to make sure you have your goals and budget in front of you. If you don't and you haven't listened to the previous episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that after this episode. Uh, you'll definitely want to have your goal and budget in front of you adhere to them as you plan and build your website. Creating a website is one area in which it's very easy to overspend and follow shiny object syndrome instead of staying focused on your goal and what your readers need. Note also that links to the resources mentioned in this episode will be provided in the blog version of this episode at inkandimpact.com. Some of those links will be affiliate links, which means that if you purchase a service through one of those links, I will get a very small commission that helps to keep this podcast on the air without any upcharge to you. So let's get started. First, purchase a domain name from a domain registrar. Now, I've always purchased mine from the website companies, website hosting companies that I use, um, but you can do a quick Google search and find a domain registrar that works for you. You'll want to get your domain name, which is your URL, um, the name of your website. You want to select that and secure that as soon as possible, especially if you're wanting a .com website address, because those go quickly. You also want to make sure that your website name, your website address is as short as possible and as on brand as possible. So what do I mean by that? Have you ever tried to find or type in a company name and it's this really, really, really long URL? It's really annoying, right? It's especially if you don't have the ability to copy and paste the link and you have to type it all in. So you want to prevent reader frustration and help them find you easily. And this is true too, if you have an unusual name or if you have a common name too, you want to distinguish yourself from others as well, whether it be your name with the word author associated with it. There are all kinds of things you can do, but try to keep it on brand and as short as possible just to make things simple for everyone involved. Note that you do have to pay a nominal annual fee for your domain name. Usually it's about 10 to $20 a year, so it's not very much, but I wanted to make you aware that there is a recurring fee for that. Second, you need to decide who will build your website. Are you going to do it yourself or are you going to hire a web designer to do it for you? Don't assume, however, that hiring a designer is going to make it hands-free for you, right? That you're not going to be involved at all, that you're just going to hand it over to them and say, I want this site and they're just going to create it without your input. A, you wouldn't want that really in the first place, but B, a quality experienced web designer is going to have you craft the website copy, the text for each page. They are going to ask you which of these different things I'm going to be talking about you want to utilize on your website. Sure, they'll have their own recommendations, but it's ultimately up to you to do your research and know what you want in advance. Now, the pros and cons, of course, is whenever you create your own website, it's 
going to be time intensive, especially if you've never created a website before. There's going to be a huge learning curve. Ask me how I know. On the other hand, if you hire a web designer, it's going to cost you a bit of money and a significant bit of money if you're using a quality experienced web designer. Expect two to $3,000 for a quality design. Okay, third on the list, we're going to decide where you will build your website. Are you, you know, what platform are you going to use? Some of the most common ones are WordPress, Wix, and Squarespace. Which one you choose is dependent on your goals and your budget. Remember I said to have those handy? They really do come into play. Think ahead to where you want to go with your author business. Is your current book going to be a one and only, one and done? Or are you going to make writing your career? And you're going to have multiple books that you're going to be adding to your website. It's going to be a larger website. Do you Are you going to be blogging from your website? Um, you'll need the, the bandwidth and the capacity to be able to do that. Or if you're not blogging right now, but intend to, keep that in mind. Each of the platforms offer different levels of service, different fees, all of that. And while you can absolutely switch platforms at any time, there is a fee associated with that because I don't recommend you switching it on your own. You certainly could, but it would be a real big headache to do all of that. Um, so I would recommend that if you end up switching, you hire a web designer or the new web hosting company that you are going to be utilizing. And of course that will cost money. So to prevent that, try to think ahead and use the platform that you think you're going to stay with for a long time. One thing I wanted to touch on regarding the website platform is whenever I say WordPress, are you aware that there are two different WordPress sites? There's wordpress.org and there's wordpress.com. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. You, know, you just hear the word WordPress. You just assume there's one, but there are two and they are very different. I recommend wordpress.org because it's yours to customize as you wish but it does require hosting. WordPress.org is also the best pick if you want to blog. WordPress.com can be tempting because it is free, but it has a number of limitations, the biggest of which is that you can't sell anything from it. They place ads, possibly random ads, unless you pay to have them removed, and there goes the free version, right? And your data storage capacity is limited, so if you have a blog for years and years and years, you're eventually going to have to pay to store all that data or risk losing it. And also you can't have custom themes on the .com version, whereas with WordPress.org, you have themes galore to choose from, and you can customize your site any way you want. You can sell from your site, all of that. So those are some of the bigger differences there. Now, if cost is of ultimate concern to you, I think that Wix is probably your best bet for free hosting. Keep in mind, though, that free service means you don't own your own site. You have to play by their rules, and if they were ever to close shop, there goes your site. It's closed down along with them, right? And we don't want that to happen. It might not ever happen, but there is that chance. The other one I mentioned, Squarespace. I know there are a lot of creators out there, authors and otherwise, who use Squarespace, and they offer a lot of good features. But I, I was wanting to see what their pricing was, and I found it 
frustrating that it was really hard to find what their pricing options were. They just kept highlighting, you know, get a 14 day free trial, which is nice, but you want to know what you're paying after that. Right. And so I had to do some digging around and I did find their pricing structure, which I will include a link to in the blog version of this episode so that you don't have to go digging around. I have it right there for you to click on. And so you can compare. All right, so we've discussed how you need to first purchase a domain name, second, decide who will build your website, and third, decide where you will build your website. Now, number four, we need to decide who will host your WordPress website. Again, going to be based on your budget primarily. A lot of people have heard of GoDaddy, and that's one that I used for a number of years initially. I kind of outgrew it, so they're low cost. But website hosting in general is low cost. So some really good other alternatives are out there. I know a lot of people use Bluehost and I had switched over to a company that I have not heard any other authors use before, but I am really happy with the service that they provide and their customer support, which is InMotion Hosting. And again, I'll have a link in the blog post, but make sure wherever you're building your website or hosting your website, make sure that it has an SSL certificate. That is that little S, the HTTPS in the beginning of a website address. That shows that it is a secure website. And I don't know if you've noticed when you're browsing the internet and you come upon a site and it'll come up saying, oh, this site is not secure. And it makes you kind of like, well, maybe do I really want to stay on this site? Maybe I don't want to. So prevent that from your website by making sure that you have an SSL certificate. And a lot of hosting companies include that in their monthly plan. Number five is you're going to select a theme. And again, this applies primarily to WordPress sites, self-hosted WordPress sites. I know that Wix and Squarespace have their own themes and so forth, but whenever you are using self-hosted WordPress, you have a lot of options for themes. And, you know, WordPress themselves create their own and you can choose from one of those. I am currently using the Divi theme for my author website, dailybickle.com. I've also heard some great things about Thrive themes. I've never used them, so I can't really vouch for them personally, but I know that they are one that a lot of entrepreneurs and individuals are using. All right. So those are the first five. Here we go with the final five. Number six write the copy or the text for each of your main pages. This will need to be done before your website can go live. So you might as well start it now, right? And in that, you'll need to know which web pages you're going to add to your site. And I think that there are five basic ones that every author website should have. Of course, you are free to add more, but I think at a minimum, you obviously want to make that homepage really attractive. And then you have an about page about yourself. You have a book page, obviously featuring your books, a blog page, if you are doing a blog and a contact page. How can your readers get up with you or how can media get up with you? Make it easy for them and provide a way for them to contact you. Seventh step is to integrate your email service provider, your ESP. I use MailerLite and I recommend them for authors, especially when they're first starting out and they have a very small 
uh, email list because MailerLite is free for up to a thousand subscribers. And then another one that I have used in the past is ConvertKit, which is super easy to use and scalable for larger email lists. Both MailerLite and ConvertKit are quite good and very intuitive, easy to use. But you want to make sure that you integrate that with your website because leading to point eight, you're going to create and activate a sign-up form for your freebie or opt-in offer on your website. And whenever people click on that form to provide their name and email, it needs to be connected to your email service provider so that they get added to your newsletter database. They all interconnect. The ninth step is to add relevant plugins. Again, this is applying primarily to self-hosted WordPress websites. So you're going to want to make sure that you have Yoast SEO, that's Y-E-O-S-T SEO installed and activated on your website to help with those search engine optimization of your blogs and it, all your pages as well. You also will probably want to get the Akismet anti-spam with Jetpack to help with some basic analytics. I also use my Booktable plugin. Um, this is a great plugin to highlight and feature each of your books. It really makes them stand out and look very professional, like a catalog page of all your books. And then also, if you have a, a healthy and vibrant comment section, like people regularly comment on your blogs, you might want to also include the discuss plugin to help moderate those comments, because even though Akismet does filter spam, Discuss gives you an extra layer of protection from spam or to preview comments before they're posted live. So if someone has just on there trying to flame you, you can block that before it ever goes live. And number 10, you want to include a privacy policy. Did you know that this is a legal requirement on every website? Now, if you use a website designer, they will undoubtedly, at least if they're experienced and reputable, they will know this and make sure that you have a privacy policy placed on your website. But if you're doing it yourself, you want to make sure that you add a privacy policy that's usually listed on the footer, the bottom of your website pages, and just simply says privacy policy. And then you click on it and it takes you to a page that outlines how you are using customers' information, what the, you know, those little cookies that the websites collect, what you're doing with all of that information. So you want to make sure you have that privacy policy in place. All right. So those are the 10 steps to create an effective author website. Let me recap. One, purchase a domain name. Two, decide who will build your website, you or a website designer. Three, decide where you will build your website. Is it going to be a self-hosted website with WordPress? Is it going to be on Wix? Is it going to be on Squarespace somewhere else? There are lots of options. Do your research. Four, decide who will host your website if you do a WordPress site. Fifth, select a theme. What's your site going to look like? What's its appearance? And make sure it's mobile friendly. Number six, write your copy, the text of your main primary pages. Seven, integrate your ESP, your email service provider. Eight, create and activate a sign-up form for your freebie or opt-in. Nine, add relevant plugins. This is if you have a WordPress site. And 10, include a privacy policy on your website. 
Now, one huge final tip, if cost is a primary consideration, plan the development of your website around the big sales seasons. Think Black Friday, um, possibly back to school sales, depending on what you're needing, they might have sales then too. But I know that a lot of, especially themes and service providers like website hosts, they have discounts around the holidays, right? So take advantage of that. I know that I had gotten my Divi theme for my website at a huge discount right after Thanksgiving during the Black Friday sale. And as you're waiting for those sales to happen, don't just sit back and forget about your website. Start planning it out now. Start doing the research about who you want to host. Start writing this website copy, all of that so that you're ready to go whenever you purchase those services. And that is it for today's episode. Remember how at the beginning I mentioned that there is a new resource for you? I am excited to offer a copy of Your Path to Publishing. Learn how to publish with confidence, knowing which publishing method is best for your book, brand, and bottom line. So what is Your Path to Publishing? Your Path to Publishing is a PDF guide that offers an in-depth comparison of each of the three publishing methods, self-publishing, hybrid publishing, and traditional publishing. In addition, your path to publishing provides worksheets with questions to help you determine which publishing option will work best for your unique publishing goals. Who is it for? This resource is for writers of any genre, of any stage of the writing process. It's never too early to consider your options and learn which publishing method is right for you. What does it cost? It's free. It costs you nothing. It's my gift to you. Simply go to the link in the show notes or on the blog version of this episode to click the link and access your free copy of Your Path to Publishing. I'd love to know what you thought about today's episode. Use the links in the show notes to reach out to me with your comments and questions. That's it for today, fellow pen pusher. Remember, don't just write a book, make an impact. <laughs>